hey, look at your insights. If it says 9 a.m., post before the peak. Hmm. Post before the peak. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not already. And while you're there, drop us a review. We'll read it here on the show. This week's featured review, I said something to Ariel. I was like, Ariel, <laughs> did we do something to like get reviews? Because we got like three reviews in three days last Oh, week. wow. Yeah. So we struck all- a nerve with one of the shows. <laughs> I think I begged. Yeah. Yeah. Answers. Yeah. You yeah, probably did. <laughs> this review comes from Danny OBX. So Danny, I'm assuming you're in the Outer Banks. Uh, they say, thanks for being my running partners. Hey guys, I've been a Reminder Media client for years now. I decided in May to increase my weekly runs from two to five. Wow. So go, increasing the goals. And I needed to figure out how I was going to keep myself motivated during those runs. That's exactly when I found Stay Paid. Listening to your amazing content and inspiring guests make the miles fly by, so much so that my assistant is now conditioned to ask me every morning when I get to the office, what's today's take action? And does it need to go on the Trello board? So like a Trello I board, love like that. A to-do list That's for the amazing. Day. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Danny, for leaving that review. Speaking of amazing content and inspiring guests, today's guest is Millie Adrian, better known online as Modern Millie. She's an online educator and YouTuber who teaches aspiring influencers how to turn their personal brand into a full-time business through social media growth, brand collaborations, and business organization tips. Applying the content she learned from being a project manager in the corporate world and now growing and managing her own personal brand the last five years, Millie has found her passion in helping others create stability, structure, and strategy within their business in the ever-evolving space of social media. Millie, welcome to Stay Paid. Hello, Josh. Hey, Luke. Thanks for having me. This is so... Anytime I'm on a podcast and they introduce me and they're like, Millie does this. I'm like, <laughs> why do I... Like, you guys hype me up so much. I'm like... You deserve the hype. Here. We were talking about this before the uh, podcast. I'm uh, really excited to have you on because I remember finding you when I got in... Um, I started working on State Paid's Instagram like back during quarantine. I don't remember why. I just started getting more into Instagram. And anytime I get into a thing... I have to research, right? I research and I go look up and I want to see a bunch of stuff. And naturally, one of the first places to go is YouTube. So I found, I was looking up like Reels ideas or Reels um, inspiration or whatever, uh, strategy uh, for Instagram. And I found one of your videos and you were like the first person I ever then went and found on Instagram and sent you a DM, which was like, hey, thank you for that video that I saw on YouTube because the tips were just so uh, practical and you could immediately put them into practice. So I've been following you ever since. So really excited to have you on the show. Would love for you to just kind of give the audience a little bit of your backstory. Obviously, you went from the corporate world into this idea of being an influencer online. How did that happen? You've been doing it for the past five years. Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. So I've always been a creative junkie, I guess. I had a YouTube channel with my little brother for about nine years. And it was just for fun. We would make videos ever since we were little with like our parents' camcorder and magic shows, dance shows. Like We just made videos for fun. And so we had a YouTube channel for nine years. When I, when I went off to college, that's kind of when we slowed down our posting. And then when I came back from college, he was off doing his thing. So... We kind of stopped being consistent with it. And I was pursuing dance at the time as well. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm not posting videos and being creative there, I'm going to be dancing. Mm. But I had a pretty bad injury where I uh, had to drop out of my dance classes, but I was on a dance scholarship. So Mm. I actually lost 
access to like all of my classes and I had to drop out of college um, because the injury, my doctor's like, Hey, you, you can't dance. You can't be on your foot. Mm. I was dancing full time and teaching dance full time. So I was like, okay, well wow. now I need to sit on my butt. Yeah. She was like, you need to find a desk job. Like you need something where you're going to sit down 24 seven. So that's when I got introduced to the corporate world. And I started just as like a seasonal call sales representative at this one company. And just with the first my summer there, the manager was like, Hey, we actually want to promote you to one of the call sale, man- like call center manager. Mm-hmm. So that company, I talked to my boss. I was like, Hey, what do you, what do you need from me? I could go to school and pursue marketing. What what do you need? Where, what should I do? And he's like, don't go back to school. Just like experience. We don't care if you have a certain degree, just whatever you're passionate about, like it, kind of consume yourself with that thing. And if you want to help our business, just practice and educate yourself. So I loved the company. I was there for five years. My last position there was a project manager over the dev and marketing teams. And for the five years, I just was really missing that creative outlet of dancing and I needed another form of expression. So I kind of went back to YouTube and started making some lifestyle videos and posting to Instagram because photo was big too. So I was like, how are these bloggers getting paid to travel the world? So I'm like dabbling here, dabbling there, niche hopping around. And as I was posting, I get, I got a lot of questions of, Hey, Millie, how are, how do you take these pictures? How do you write your captions? How are you growing so fast? And I was going to, I was a dance teacher for nine years and I wanted to get my liberal studies master's so I could be a teacher full time. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to teach because that's, that's what I know to do. I feel like I, I love teaching and I feel like I'm pretty good at it. So I just started making educational posts and teaching people on YouTube, how to do certain things, teaching people on Instagram, how to do some things. And that's kind of how it all started and kind of where I ended up today, I guess. (laughs) Amazing. Well, that's the true definition. When life gives you lemons, find some vodka. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean, eliminate, I mean, oh, yeah. make some lemonade. That's what I meant. No, <laughs> but that, that is insanely impressive of, Hey, look, you know, sometimes it feels like your dreams are taken away from you, but you can find other outlets to put it. You're extremely successful now on social would love, because I kind of want to be selfish here on this. We followed your tips, a lot of your tips in our own, you know, Instagram and different social media that we're doing. Would love to pick your brain on what you think is happening right now on Instagram, especially from the algorithm standpoint. Mm -hmm. And my first question will be like reels. Should I even post pictures anymore or should everything I be like, should I just be posting reels even when my picture, should it be a reel? Yeah. I love that question. I think the answer to that question is going to be different for everybody because I think everyone, they're probably at different points of their journey with Instagram and maybe they have different goals. So depending on what your goal is with your Instagram page, that's going to cause a different um, action for you to take. If your goal is growth and you want to grow fast, focus on reels. Like the answer is as simple as that. Mm. If you don't really, you're not in a growth phase right now and that's not something you're pursuing, maybe you don't have time to create video content and you just want to nurture your community or maybe Instagram is just like a personal place for you to connect and network and meet other people. You don't have to make reels. You can post photos, you can create educational carousels. Right now, I'm not even posting reels. Like maybe once 
every other week because I just, I don't have the capacity to do that right now. I'm focusing on other things in my business. So I, I tell people to post reels because most people come to me with like, how do I grow? How do I yeah. grow? So I'm like, <laughs> post reels. Um, right now, I'm not in a growth phase. So I'm posting educational content through carousels because I feel like that's how my audience will consume educational content. If it's not going to be real, it'll probably be a carousel. Interesting. So <clears throat> in terms of growth and posting reels, mainly because that's just what Instagram is pushing Right now, like they're still pushing that content the most. Like I know, you know, they show up on the Discover page. We get people that, like sometimes we get more likes on our reels than we have followers. Like a lot of times we'll get more likes on our reels than we have followers. Is that just from that uh, promoted content? uh, Because that's what Instagram is favoring right now? Yeah, it's Instagram's favoring it. That's one thing. It's a new feature. So when you adapt new features into your strategy, the new algorithm will adapt to you. And everybody's like, Oh, the algorithm. I just want to clarify. There's actually multiple algorithms on Instagram. There's an algorithm for your stories, for your feed, for the explore page, for the reels tab. There's plenty of different algorithms out there on the Instagram kind of back end. But for reels specifically, yes, it's new. Instagram's pushing it, but they designed that algorithm to reach new people. So that algorithm specifically was created to get new eyes to your account. Mm. That's like Instagram has constantly been saying that even Adam Masseri, who's the head of Instagram, he's like, use reels to reach new people. And that's what I tell my students. Anytime you create a reel, create it as if somebody is seeing your content for the first time, because that's what Instagram wants the reels to be. It's like, they want it to be kind of like the TikTok for you page where it's just all new people that you've probably never seen before. They want to go more towards that way where creators are able to be discovered easier and quicker on their platform. Love that. What about um, like the captions, right? So I've been told recently that you should write longer captions um, because now Instagram is like, that's how it kind of uses to like for its search. So understanding what this post is about and how it's going to promote it or who it's going to show it to. Any advice on like captions in general, like how long they should be or what, you know, how I should think about writing them and stuff? Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and say everybody should write a caption with 15 words or more. You know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything like that. Most of my advice is hey, test to see what works for you. But like a general rule of thumb for your captions, yes, you want them to be jam-packed with keywords or key phrases. And for anybody who doesn't know what keywords are, these are words that your target audience or the people who you want to follow you, what are they going to be typing in a search bar when they go to YouTube, Pinterest, Google, Instagram? What are they looking up? Just like with you, Josh, you were like, Oh, I found you because I was looking up reels tips. So I went to YouTube and I was like, reels strategy, right? That phrase, real strategy, that's a keyword phrase. So I want to put here are some reels strategies that you could use to grow on Instagram. Mm. Right there, I had two phrases and in the first sentence of my caption. And because I'm using those phrases, I can be easier discovered. And I'm also categorizing myself to Instagram and telling them, Hey, push my content to people who are searching up these things. And of course, always have a call to action in your caption, no matter what. So a call to action is basically telling the reader or the user, 
what sort of action they should take on your post. So like double tap this post if this resonates with you. Mm. Save this post for later. Tag a friend who you think needs this. All of those are call to actions. And so no matter how long or short your captions are, make sure you're focusing on some keywords, keyword phrases, and having a clear call to action either at the beginning or the end. That's great. We don't do that. We don't do the call to action. We used to do it. So I, uh, this yeah. is on me. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> and then I sort of either, I either got out of the habit of, or I'm not, as, I'm not posting as much anymore. Yeah. So I've kind of... Yeah, I don't do that. That's great little. advice. Um, yeah. ha- talk about that though a little bit, because I think a lot of people... They're not even sure how to track what content is doing well in order to do it again. Obviously, if you see you post something and it gets substantially more likes than any of your other posts, you know you're onto something. But what else are you looking at when you're in that growth mindset from an engagement or statistics standpoint, analytics on Instagram that tell you, okay, this is working. And then do you just double down on that type of content? Yeah. So what I do, I'm just going to have my phone out. So I'm going to like verbally walk through the process. So I have my phone, I go to my profile, I'm going to click insights and I'm going to go depending on what your goal is. So let's say the goal is growth. So you want to look at your stats for reels because reels will help with more growth. So I'm going to go to my reels insights. I'm going to organize by maybe reach because you want to reach more people, reach or interactions, reach meaning, Hey, this reel reached X amount of accounts. Post interactions means this post curated a lot of great engagement. So you can categorize by one of those two things. I'm just going to do reach. And then I like to do by the past 30 days or three months, depending on how frequently you're posting to reels. I'm not posting to reels a lot right now. So I'm going to do by the past three months. And I'm just going to look at this long list of reels and see what is at the top half and the bottom half. The top half is telling me, Hey, these ones got a lot of reach. What topics are these on? I'm going to look at what was the hook. So what was that first thing I did? What am I talking about? Is it an audio that I did a little lip sync to? Or is it my voice? And then I'm going to look at the bottom half and be like, okay, what's trending in the bottom half of this list? Not because I want to stay away from those things, but I want to ask myself, is there something I could have done better to deliver this content in a way that would have resonated with my audience um, more? So that's kind of what I do. I look at the top and the bottom and I try to repeat the success that's at the top and not ignore the bottom, but learn from the bottom and see, okay, how could I get 1% better with any of these that, that were at the bottom? Yeah. I love that. What about now that you're in, because this actually resonates with a conversation that Luke and I were having earlier about our own social media content. And then we had a social media strategy meeting uh, earlier also. Um, One of the things that we're at right now, we're almost in a way like we kind of listed our top initiatives. What do we want to actually achieve? What's a measurement of success on social media for us? And one of those sounds like maybe where you're at now, which is more of a community building. It's less of a growth strategy and it's more of how do we give our clients, the people that actually work with Reminder Media, the content and the value that they need in order to build this community. And I was looking at it later and trying to figure out, okay, how do we sort of build a measurement of success around this? How are Mm -hmm. you doing that now today? Are you looking at purely, okay, my, my clients are growing in my coaching business and my engagement is increasing on those carousel posts or what are you looking at now? I, uh, 
So I use um, metrical.com. That's one thing. It's free. Say that again. I'm sorry. What's it? Metrical. M-E-T-R-I-C-O-O-L. And every month at the end of the month, I extract data from last month's Instagram to kind of share, hey, this is where you're audience is at. This is like the posts that got the best engagement. This is your growth tracking, you know? So like it does a whole spreadsheet. It's like 10 pages plus long of like, Hey, this was the performance of your Instagram last month. So that's really what my team and I are looking at. We also are really into doing polls on Instagram and anytime we get a comment on a post. So like just last week I posted, Hey, this is the process of a brand collaboration this is you do this, you do this, 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 this. It was like 10 slides. This is the process. In that post on the comment section, there was a bunch of comments. It's like, okay, can you go into more detail on pitching? Can you go into more detail on this? And we get a lot of those recommendations of like, oh, I actually have a question on this. We turn all of those questions into future posts ideas because that's going to cultivate community because they're like, wow, she's actually listening to me. She's answering my questions. Of course, we're We're not like ignoring them. We reply and we give as much value as possible. (laughs) But then we wait for the video. You have to wait for the video to find that out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, great question. Stay tuned tuned. next month. (laughs) Um, But we like, we really try to listen to our audience or my followers and ask questions on my stories of like, hey, what post is going to be more more helpful to you? Or even when I'm creating a new piece of uh, product that I'm going to sell, it's like, okay, I have all these product ideas. Which one is more helpful for you right now? And let the audience decide on that because they're going to really guide the engagement and also your business for increase of sales, increase in engagement, and just cultivating that community that way. Makes so much sense. Um, you know, I just had a question before we lose it on the analytics is one of the things we're trying to figure out is, is the time to post. Because, you mm-hmm. know, Instagram, and, and we're really on TikTok seeing this a lot too and trying to experiment. It's like it tells you, right, when your audience is on. Have you seen any correlation to like posting when it says the your audience is on? Like, have you found that to be true or not true? And would you recommend it? Um, I honestly, I don't look at that. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, what I created was like my own posting schedule literally five years ago when I was like, I want to be an influencer. I picked a post time and I was like, I'm going to post at 9am, 9am my time, Pacific standard time. I felt like it was good for my target audience, which like I want us based, like that's who I'm reaching for. Um, so I feel like that's pretty good for New York who's on East coast. It's noon for them. Maybe their lunch break, they could scroll. So I told myself 9am, that's going to be my post time. I, haven't strayed from that since. So I feel like I've created a schedule almost like with my YouTube channel. On my YouTube channel, people know when to hear from me. Every Wednesday morning, 7am, my YouTube video drops. Mm. Same thing with my Instagram. People know, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, in the morning, Millie's making her post. So yes, you can listen to those analytics. I think the most important thing is to test to see what's working well for you and where your audience is based because where your audience is based is going to help guide the time that you should post. But really, it's up to you as a business to choose a post time and just stick to it. And it'll create like a habit with your audience and they'll just know when when to expect to hear from you. Yeah, it makes so much sense because it is funny because my Instagram tells me 9 a.m., 6 p.m. And I think another one right around like 9 p.m. at night. 
But I have found that if I post at 7.30, and it could just be this mystical of my mind (laughs) thinking this, but 7.30 a.m. in the morning gets the most interaction. And my theory is that, yes, most of my audience is on at 9 a.m., but less, more people are posting at 9 a.m. So it's way mm-hmm. less likely that they see my post where at 7.30, my audience is still up. They're still getting on their phones, but not as many people are posting. That's my theory. <laughs> yeah, I, you actually reminded me of a post that, again, Adam Masseri made. All of the things I talk about, I try to back up with like, proof from Instagram. Like if Instagram has a post about it, I'm not going to teach it. So that's why I always reference like, Oh, in this blog post and Adam is blah, blah. But Adam, he did do an Instagram story. They asked, Hey, when's the best time to post? His suggestion was, Hey, look at your insights. If it says 9am post before the peak, hmm. post before the peak. So if your peak says 9am and you're posting at 730, it's validating what he's saying. Like, Hey, post go, before man. that <laughs> peak time and it'll work out for you. So I got I one. Smartest I got one. <laughs> I want to pull that up. What what Molly's saying, Adam Masseri, make sure you do follow him on Instagram if you're looking for ways to grow because he's, what is he? He's the CEO of Instagram. Yeah, head of Instagram. Head of Instagram. And he, like, he gives you the secret sauce. Like, they're not hiding anything. They tell you how the Mm -hmm. platform works. Yeah, because they want to help their creators. Yeah, they want people to do well. Are you getting paid for your content from the reels portion? Like, I'm getting this pop-up now that says I can sign up to get paid. But it's like, have you gone through that? Is that worth it to go through that or... Yeah, I think it's worth it. I mean, if you're going to get even like extra 25 bucks, it's like, hey, extra Starbucks a few times a month. Um, I think a lot of people have been complaining about that because they're like, oh, you said I made money, but you're not paying me. You have to set up Reels bonus and your payout separately. So that's just something to think about if Instagram's like, hey, set up your Reels bonus, set it up, and then you'll have to set up the payout separately in your creator dashboard or on your profile, three lines, creator, payout. That's how you can get there. But yeah, I think it's worth it. I'm getting an extra couple hundred dollars a month just from like... Yeah, so it's real. real I wondered if it was real. No, no pun intended. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> it's like, you could have earned 107 bucks. And I'm like, really? It's <laughs> a lot of Starbucks only, right there. <laughs> the only thing with those is it expires every 30 days. Okay, that makes so sense. So if you join the Reels bonus and it's like, great, it's... July 20th, every reel that you post from now until August 20th, that's where you'll get paid. Once sense. August 20th comes, any plays that you make from those previous videos won't go towards your future bonus. Interesting. Interesting. Do you want a larger presence on social media? Of course you do, because that's where your audience is. Check out Reminder Media's newest product, Branded Posts, specially designed to increase your presence on social media without increasing your effort. Choose from thousands of already written blog posts on topics your clients care about, like real estate, travel, and recipes. And the best part is, these are branded with your photo and contact information and ready to be shared. Plus, every two weeks, we'll send to your list of contacts a personally branded email newsletter filled with recipes, stories, and ideas that they will love to get. Visit ReminderMedia.com posts to see our newest digital product and start dominating your social media. That's ReminderMedia.com posts. Take action on this today. What platform are you most focused on right now? Is it is it Instagram still? Is it YouTube, TikTok? Like where are you sort of it's focused? It's YouTube on? for YouTube. me. Okay, nice. Because it's so mm-hmm. educational. 
Yeah, I feel for me, that's where I create my long form content. And for my content strategy, I have basically one piece of long form content that's like 10, 15, 20 minutes long. I write it. It's me, my brain. And not like, I know for sure this content is not copyrighted because it came from my brain. And then I give that script to my social media managers where they can then create Instagram carousels or blog posts or emails to to send to my newsletter. So that's kind of what I focus on so that I can make sure content that my social media team is creating, it's not copyrighted. It's genuinely from me, my words and my teaching. Love that. I love that. Uh, talk a little bit about real quick, the, your creative process. So I know like whenever people want to make reels or come up with ideas for videos, and I love what you're saying, because I think what you're proving out is, Hey, you don't have to do videos to build an audience. Like you can do educational carousel style content, but when trying to do those reels, if you are in growth mode, um, Luke, you do content days where you'll sit down <laughs> yeah, for do Ariel and you'll, yeah. do, you'll sit down for like an hour or two hours and just record clip after clip after clip. Are you doing something similar where you're sort of batch creating all of your content or is it all, you know, when the idea comes to you, you're, you're stopping and, and filming? For Reels specifically, because my creative yeah. process is a little bit different YouTube compared to Reels. Reels, I do have batch days where I just like pump out as much as I can, I usually have saved audios where I'm doing voice or lip syncing and I'm like, no, 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 with the audio. Um, and then I try to sprinkle in some educational stuff where it's me talking and my talking head. I've noticed lately though, when I study my analytics, the ones where I'm talking, they're not performing as well as the ones where I'm doing a different audio and making it niche specific. So those are the ones that I'm kind of focusing on because as of lately, me talking, people don't want to hear my voice, I guess. <laughs> Sorry for this podcast. <laughs> but that's we'll jump of... in some saved audio over it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do the saved audios. Uh, and then when it comes to picking what what am I filming and how do I deliver that content to my audience, I try to rotate between my content pillars and my value pillars or the value pillars. I'm going to try to explain this as easily as possible. Um, Typically, I'm a visual person, so I would like draw a map out. But for anybody listening, I'll try to explain it as well as possible. So you have like three to five content pillars, which are the topics that you talk about in your business or the topics that you rotate talking about. For me, if I'm an influencer coach, I'm going to talk about Instagram tips, brand collaborations, YouTube tips, how to grow your email newsletter, right? So those are the topics I'm rotating. And then you also have the value side of things, which you hear people say, you need to provide value to your audience. We hear that all the time. And so I was like, okay, well, what is value? Value is content that's educational, entertaining, inspirational, and relatable. So you have those value pillars on one side and your content pillars on the other side. Now what you want to do is mix match the pillars. So if my content pillar is Instagram tips, I'm going to think of four videos to deliver Instagram tips in the four value pillars. So Instagram tips, that's educational. Instagram tips, that's inspirational. Instagram tips, that's uh, relatable. Instagram tips, that's entertaining. And so the tips one or educational might be, here's three tips to grow your Instagram. The inspirational might be, Look at my student who grew 30,000 followers in two months. And then relatable might be 
a voiceover or a lip sync video where it's like every time Instagram updates their algorithm and it's just like a funny thing, you know? So it's like, how can you deliver one piece of content in four different ways? Because that's going to attract four different types of people. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Seriously. That is really, really good. Um, Okay. So I got to ask you on the burnout side of content, how do you avoid Mm -hmm. two things? How do you avoid ripping off other people? (laughs) <laughs> because meaning like that's a hard Ooh. thing in the in the content industry. And my view on it is like it's not really ripping off, it's giving your take on something, right? So you got to make sure you give your authentic take. But I'd love to hear your piece on that. And then more I'm curious about is like the burnout. How do you not get burnt out with producing the content? Yeah. So we'll start with ripping off people because I love that. I think it's important. If, if you're doing content research, try not to consume during your content research time. So if you're sitting at your laptop or you're sitting on your phone and you're like, okay, I need some post ideas. Instead of consuming other people's content, try to just like go to Google and look up your content pillars and see what search searches are re- suggested to you. Go to, is it answerthepublic.com? Type in your okay. content pillars there. It's like you can put in Instagram and then it's going to pop up all the common searches on Google That's answering great. who, what, when, where, why about Instagram. So why does Instagram, da, 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 who created is the head of Instagram? And you could create content answering those questions. So when you're, when you're doing content research, I, I try not to consume because I don't want there to be that gray area. But we also have, we're in this era where trending content is valuable and it helps people, you know, blow up so fast because they're on trend. So as if you're doing a trend and you're adapting a trend to your niche, when in doubt, always tag the original creator. That's my thing. If a creator inspired your post, even if you don't copy them, if a creator inspired your post, just say inspired by and yeah, tag I love them. That. It's, it's really not that hard to give somebody a little pat on the back, a little high five and be like, dude, you inspired my content. Thank you so much. I'm going to give you a shout out. Even if it's not, yeah, copying them. So that's something that we do anytime. um, I have my Instagram graphic designer. She will create content with my YouTube scripts, but every once in a while, she'll come across the YouTube or post on Instagram and be like, Hey, this creator made a post. We really like it. Can we adapt it to your niche. And I'm like, yeah, she always tags the original creator because that's important to me is like that community building. That's great. That's awesome. What about the burnout? Burnout's a whole topic. I have experienced burnout significantly and not like in a pleasant way. Um, I have like a whole story about it. We could go into it if you want to. But I think when it comes to preventing burnout, it's hard to prevent because some people don't really know their limits until they've reached it. Correct. And I think that's the problem with like the hamster wheel effect that we're in. I see a lot of my students, they're creating content, creating content. And then one piece of content blows up and they're like, Oh my gosh, I've gone viral. And then that is their new measure of success. Mm. And they're like, well, if this post didn't hit this many followers, or I'm not getting this many followers a day, I'm not successful. I need to keep pumping content out, content out. And it's like, they're just on the hamster wheel running and running and running after this, this 
instant gratification that we make up for ourselves that doesn't have to exist. So I think a lot of it is trial and error. And sometimes not saying for everybody, but sometimes you don't know your limits until you've reached it. And then you do become burnt out. And then you're like, ah, crap, I need to set better boundaries. So the prevention side of it is hard because we overestimate ourselves. That's what I do. I've done three times. I'm like, oh, I got burnt out. These are my new boundaries. And then I got burnt out again. I'm like, ah, crap, I didn't set good boundaries. Um, (laughs) And something to keep in mind is your boundaries and those limitations, they're going to change week by week and month by month. Mm. So maybe this month, my boundaries are, okay, well, I'm not going to be on Instagram on the weekends or I'm not going to do anything on the weekends. That's my boundaries. But the next month, I need more of a break. And I'm like, okay, I'm only... I'm I'm going to take a break from Instagram and I'm only going to do YouTube. You know, So you really need to listen to your body every week, every month and reevaluate where those boundaries are set and making sure you're taking care of yourself. The typical like drink water, go on walks, movement, you know, eat healthy, all those things matter. And so just take care of yourself, listen to your body and know that those boundaries are going to change with your lifestyle. Yeah. I think that's really great advice for people because I think so often like you set boundaries and then you don't keep those boundaries. You you get more mad at yourself. Like you make it harder on yourself. Really, you try and stay so rigid versus like, nah, give yourself a break. Listen to your body. Take, you know, change change your boundaries weekly if you have to, whatever, whatever works. Yeah. Millie, I would love to hear from you because we love asking everyone who comes on the podcast who's who's built a successful business and and going from, you know, coming out of the corporate world to becoming an influencer with hundreds of thousands of followers across YouTube and Instagram and all the platforms and building your own business. What are some of the uh, daily habits or rituals, uh, whatever you want to call them, that you have built in your life that you feel have led Uh, to your success? Hmm, That's a good one. I think valuing your education and investing into yourself and your business is really important. I don't think I would be here today if I didn't invest into my passions and my business. And I don't mean go get out a like $100,000 loan and, (laughs) and make a crazy expenses right now, but like start small. I started with just doing like, you know, watching YouTube videos, taking free master classes, but I don't think I was able to really up level my content until I bought my first online course. And then I was like, Oh wow, that online course really helped me. And let me buy another online course. So I've ended up buying multiple online courses throughout my entire journey. And I've hired a coach that has helped me. Like last year, I had a coach for a year and just really taking the time to invest into those problem areas or the areas that are hard for you, including hiring a team. I know that's not like a habit or a daily ritual, but having a team daily, like people who are on my team, they're there every day. (laughs) Um, That's helped me a lot. Set boundaries for myself because the first time I hit burnout, I was like, okay, that's a sign that I have to stop doing this on my own because I was stubborn. And I was like, no, I can figure it out. I can figure it out. Mm. So I think investing is one thing. And listening to my body daily, we were just talking about like weekly and monthly, but every day I'm like, okay, what can I actually do today? And what am I in the mood to do today? Sometimes I like have it planned on my calendar of like, oh, next Monday, I'm going to batch a bunch of reels. And then it comes to Monday and I'm like, oof, really not feeling it. Maybe today I'll script YouTube videos instead. Mm. So really just being aware of how I'm feeling and 
sometimes like there's like that fine line of lazy and, <laughs> and really <laughs> listening to your body. So sometimes I'm just being lazy and I have to be like, okay, come on, Millie, like kick it into gear. Um, but then sometimes it's really just like an energy thing or a hormone thing. And I need to listen to my body and respect like, Hey, I need a day off today of just laying on the couch and scripting YouTube videos. Love that. Yeah, it's so good. Thank you so much for coming on, Millie, and sharing all of your advice. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. And if there's anything, I think you mentioned some courses that you have available. Yeah. So on Instagram, you can follow me at It's Modern Millie. Yes, it starts with It's. It's Modern Millie on YouTube. That's my... I consider it my main platform. That's where all my long trainings are. It's Modern Millie. So you can search a Modern Millie. Then I have two free classes that you can find on my website. It's modernmillie.com. One is how to build a six-figure business as an influencer. And then the other one is how to start a YouTube channel in 2022 because no, you're not too late to start a YouTube channel. So those are like the two free classes that I have on my website for anybody who wants to take them. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on the show. And thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get those links that Millie mentioned along with the video of this show over at staypaidpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, there's only two ways we ask you to do that. First is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us another five-star review with a comment so we can read it here on the show. Join the trend. We got the trend. The people are coming over. We got three comments and it's trending now, ladies and gentlemen. The best way to show your support is just to share this episode and share the show with a friend or a colleague. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. And on TikTok, we're at Stay Paid underscore podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. Millie, thank you so much. So many tangible pieces of advice that people can implement. I love that. We've been following you and implementing your advice for years now, and it's really helped us. So I hope all of you will take advantage of her free courses and even go find some of her paid courses. Here's my action item for you that I think all of you should do will help you tremendously in your business is you need to find those pillars that Millie's talking about. You know, what is your niche? What is your content pillars? And then what are the value pillars that you're going after? And that will help you so much and being able to create your content and then come out with different pieces of content based upon one piece of your, maybe it's you're going after email marketing like Josh and I do. And now you can go and do those value pillars and produce multiple pieces for you so you can stay consistent on your posting on social. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. Take action.